if you talk to the players a lot, which I do now, I talk to, you know, my students all the time. They give you things that people don't know. And like, that's the whole point of journalism. You have to give your audience something that they don't already know. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, they're a diddle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part two in the two-part Sideline Stand-Up series. In part one, we went through hour by hour in a day in Courtney's life as a multimedia sports journalist. In this episode, we'll take you through Courtney's career journey so you know what skills and experience are necessary to land a job as a multimedia sports journalist. We'll talk about Courtney's experience working for the Big Ten, the NJ Devils, and why her interview at a network disappointed her. Let's learn how she did it so you can too. Courtney attended Rutgers University and was originally enrolled in the School of Environmental and Biological Sciences, or SEBS for short. Like most students, she went into college thinking she wanted to do one thing and ended up studying something completely different. Okay, so I went to school to be a a doctor initially, and I got through Ooh. two I got through two years of that, and then I realized that I I don't want to be, I didn't want to be a doctor. I don't like science. But so yeah, my sophomore year, I kind of figured out that I I just didn't like science at all. And I went to my guidance counselor and I was like, I need to do something that I love. And she goes, well, what do you like? And sports has always been a part of my life. I've been an athlete since I was four. So she threw me into the fire with the whole uh, sports broadcasting specialization at Rutgers. I have a uh, journalism and media studies degree in the communication school. And then I specialized in sports. And um, as soon as I started doing it, it was like, oh, this is what I was supposed to do. Like, this is right. Her first internship was with the Eric Legrand Foundation in the fall semester of her sophomore year at Rutgers. She was still in pre-med mode during this internship. She didn't switch over to sports journalism until later that year, but this experience kept her connected to her roots and passion from a different perspective. In case you don't know who Eric Legrand is... He was a football player at Rutgers, um, number 52. We have his number, you know, memorialized on the stadium, and and he got a spinal cord injury during one of a uh, Rutgers football game and has been paralyzed since. Working on, you know, getting up to walking again, but he's still paralyzed. So So what is a foundation then? So it's a partnership with the Christopher Reeve Foundation, and it's, you know, totally free, and they just study spinal cord injuries. And Eric Legrand does a lot of public speaking events and things like that. When I was working there, I was really just a secretary. I was kind of keeping his schedule and working on some of the um, Christopher Reeve things as well, because at that point I thought, oh, maybe I would get into spinal cord things. So now it was towards the end of the spring semester of her sophomore year, and while she learned a lot from her time at the foundations, she knew her next move needed to be a hands-on experience with sports journalism specifically. So basically when I got to the Eric Legrand Foundation, I had the whole, so what am I supposed to be doing? Like, is this fulfilling at all? Like, you know, because I did feel like I wasn't important. You know, I was just an intern, which I guess is fine. Like, you have internships and you don't necessarily feel like the most important person in the room. But um, when 
I was there, I kind of figured out, I was like, I need to be doing a little bit more than this. And I think that a lot of kids when they graduate college feel the same way that, and that's kind of what you guys are talking about. You get out and you're like, okay, so I have my degree, uh, where's my fulfillment, you know? So like, that's the that's the next step. And when I, when I left the Eric LeGrand Foundation, didn't burn any bridges, you know, it was a good experience. And, you know, they really took care of me and it was great. But my next internship I knew had to be something that I was really into, really excited about. Her next official internship was with a new student union slash internship program through Rutgers University's Our Vision and the Big Ten Network's partnership. A lot more on that in a hot sec, but her very first sports journalism intensive experience was with Rutgers radio station WRSU as a sports commentator. She did this in the spring semester of her sophomore year, and it was her first time working as an on-air talent. She learned a lot about the importance of preparation. A broadcast or stand-up goes so much smoother if you do your homework. Okay, back to the Big Ten slash Our Vision internship. Let me set the scene a little. It's summer going into her junior year of college. So how I even got this job was ridiculous. So that summer I had made my switch over to the journalism degree. I knew I wanted to do sports. I'm going to give it a shot. My parents think I'm absolutely insane. And I get this email and it's about an internship that's opening up and Rutgers is making the switch into the Big Ten Network this year. So it was like, you know, a lot of things were changing at the school and I'm like jumping into a new, you know, area of work. Yeah. Yeah, So I get this email about an internship that's opening up with the Big Ten Network. It's going to be the student union. We're going to cover all the athletics. And I go, wow, that sounds really fun. So I don't have any experience except for the LeGrand Foundation, but I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I go to send the email uh, with my resume to the guy they they said that was in charge of the internship. His name is Tim DeMartin. And I go to click send and the email doesn't send. I'm like, why isn't he sending? And then I look back at the blast email that Rutgers had put out to all the journalism majors at this point, and they misspelled DeMartin's name in the email. So I was like, oh, okay. So I corrected the name and I sent my resume and I sent the cover letter and, you know, whatever. Two days later, I get a call from Tim DeMartin and he's like, hey, Courtney, uh, heard you wanted to come work for us. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. He goes, okay, great. We, you know, we, you know, I was like, I don't really have any experience, but, you know, I'm so willing to work hard and and try. And uh, he was like, cool. He's like, it's really weird. I didn't get many other resumes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that is really weird. I hang up the phone and it clicks in my head. Wow. Nobody else changed the email. I got right. this job. I, sh- I was not supposed to get this job. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> so our vision and the Big Ten Network were the same but different. Courtney would be a beat reporter at our vision, but then there would be days, especially on football game days, when she worked for the Big Ten Network. Since they're partners, it was kind of like an all-hands-on-deck situation to make sure coverage on Rocker Sports was always covered for the university and for the network. So the way that they do it, and it's totally the right way to do it, is you you work the camera first, and then you gradually get to be a beat reporter for a certain thing. I started, okay. with, I started with swimming, and I was, t- you know, you get to do on camera, you get your one camera guy with you, and, uh, you know, you practice maybe a million stand-ups and they're all terrible. But oh, what do you mean by beat reporter? Um, so it just means uh, that like that's your that's like your shtick. Like I was personalized and like really dug into Rucker's so, swimming. So <laughs> swimming, <laughs> nice. swimming is the beat. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I had to know everything about the swim team and I had to know the girls and the coaches and you know you get you build relationships through being the beat reporter for a swim So this team. was your first time on camera. Yeah, yeah. How did that feel? 
terrible. <laughs> I was awful. And in high school, I was I would get interviewed on TV and like not feel uncomfortable or anything. Like I was fine answering questions. But then I was the person asking the questions and reverse of what we're doing today. But I, I didn't know how to speak. I didn't know how to ask questions. It was <laughs> right. bizarre. And like, honestly, Rutgers, it was a new program, our vision. So it wasn't like they had like a coach to tell you what you're supposed to do on camera. You kind of had to just figure it out. Right. It was very, very difficult. The whole thing that I still work on today is talking to the camera like it's your friend. Like, that's my main thing. You have to make the people watching feel comfortable, and then you'll be comfortable. Like, that's my whole thing, and it's my whole thing with public speaking, too. You make your audience comfortable, then you can be comfortable, and everything's good then. Can we go one step further and be, how do you make people comfortable, I guess? It's so difficult to explain (laughs) to you because I'm still figuring it out, you know, but I will say that it was really rehearsed. I used to, you know, like write it down and then I'd say it like 600 times and then I'd go in front of the camera and say it and I would be super stiff as a board and like not moving. Right. But I, I talk with my hands. Yeah. So like I when I'm, <laughs> when I'm on camera now, like I, I just let my hands go. Like I let my body move because it looks more natural. You, Absolutely. You don't think it's going to and then you, you're like, oh, I, you look ridiculous just That's standing so there like a stick figure. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, I'll say this too. Language is huge. I think that when I was first starting, I used like really big words. Oh, yeah. Tried to sound really intelligent. But my audience is sports fans. <laughs> yeah. Like, not saying that they're dumb, but they don't want to, you know, hear giant They don't like, need a vocab lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they did the thing, they did this, and then this <laughs> happened. It was great. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so what sports did you do when you were on Big Ten duty? Mostly, sometimes baseball. Okay. And that was the first time I got to do live reporting. Oh, that's cool. Which was awesome. What's it like? What's the improvisation? improvisation like <laughs> with uh, live sports and like live reporting uh, you really have to be prepared coming in okay if you solely rely on improvising okay you're gonna look foolish <laughs> like, oh like, wow so what does preparing um, look like then a lot of it is talking to the players it's something that I didn't do enough in college because I was very self-conscious of the fact like oh they're the athletes and I'm just like a normal student like you know so right. but um if you talk to the players a lot which I do now I talk to you know my students all the time they give you things that people don't know and like that's the whole point of journalism you have to give your audience something that they don't already know Mm -hmm. so constantly communicating with whether it's you know good relationships with the coach the students you know even the refs anybody who's around the teams that you're covering just talk to them So she got a lot of awesome experience working at Our Vision and the Big Ten Network. When working at Our Vision, she was also editing highlight packages. In case you don't know, a package is a term used in the media industry that means a creative, visual, and semi-long form of video storytelling. Multimedia journalists take a lot of footage they've shot themselves, or that's old archived footage, or both, add some stand-ups and or voiceovers, and produce and edit a video to tell a story. She's got some experience doing that at Our Vision. They forced you to do that right from the beginning, and I had to learn Adobe Premiere on the go. They were like, okay, well, there's the editing software. Good luck. Right. <laughs> and and there was a lot of Googling of what the shortcuts were, like <laughs> yeah. how to change audio, like how do you, you know, make it different channels, and how do you add that sound, and it was, it was a hard process, but it was great. And I think that the best way to learn editing is to be thrown into the fire, nice. and I will continue to say that because it's the— that's how you you learn your own style too. You know, like there's a way to edit that I do that is different than everyone else 
During the summer going into her senior year, her next move in college was working for a minor league baseball team called the Lakewood Blue Claws. There she was a production assistant and got the job utilizing her connections with a Rutgers alum. I just wanted another another look at things. I had kind of seen from the network's perspective what it was like to work for a network because of the Big Ten Network and, and Orvision. And that was it was fine, but I wanted to work for a team and I keep thinking that like maybe ending up at a team is where I want to be. So I wanted to work for a team and I was just simply a production assistant there. Um, I worked on a lot of audio files and interacting with the fans, which was awesome. Sometimes they gave me the camera and I got to run out there and do like, you know, the live shots that they do at stadiums. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was, it was a really fun job, just a summer like thing that I did that I ended up being pretty passionate about. She did say she liked the idea of working for a team, didn't she? Well, this time around, it was for a hockey team. She was a production assistant at the Prudential Center for the NJ Devils her last semester of college. I ended up doing that my senior year when I had one class. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I had nice. one class to do. And I was like, I could take on a full-time job, like, you know, the you know 40-hour, 50-hour work week. I could do that now because I have one class. So I think it was on Tuesday mornings, and I would come to work after that, so... I helped them with, like, graphics and production. I learned and just absorbed everything I could from them. So the guy, Joe Cucci, was my boss. He hired me. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. so More he's... connection. Yes, yes. Ruck, <laughs> Rucker's guy, he's a really cool guy. Super young. The whole control room, I think, was under 26 years old. That's it was awesome. It was what needs cool to be happened because we knew, we you know, those the younger generations, they just understood the media a little better than, you know, no offense to the older generations, but... <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so Joe hired me, met some great people there. And like I said, I absorbed everything. And then Joe actually, during Devil's Games, he let me be the floor director. So it was me and this other girl, Alexa. And we would run around with the cameras and like the live shots that I talked about at Lakewood. I would get to say like what they do, like kind of direct them as where oh, okay. the people stand okay, okay. and tell them where to point the cameras. He said you shattered and communicated with on-air and PA talents. What did you learn from them, and do you apply it, what what you learned today? Yeah, honestly, it was more just watching. You definitely don't want to get in the way of a professional who is a talent, because and, and it's totally understandable, because you have a process when you're going to be on camera, especially when you're doing something live. You have, don't let that process get, you know, crowded with distractions or, you know, you know, I was an intern, like, you know, right. I, I'm not going to get in your way. So a lot of it was just watching, kind of seeing their style. Um, the Devil's reporter at the time, I don't think she's there anymore. She was very serious. She had very, like, serious, in-depth analysis. She was totally a hockey person. And you kind of picked up on the way she did things. She was more serious, less smiley. And I just kind of absorbed that. And it it was it was an interesting interesting experience watching her and i would say that my style is much different yeah much different interesting not you know not right or wrong or anything like that but definitely different courtney wanted to stay with the devils but a full-time position wasn't in the cards for her at the moment because the control room was unionizing but she still keeps in touch today like she said never burn bridges Courtney graduated in May of 2017 and was on the hunt for a full-time job. In the meantime, she was staying fresh, practicing her craft, and making some money doing freelance work for a men's baseball league in Sayreville, New Jersey. It was in the in-between. From graduation Me and the first job. Me trying to make some job. money. There you <laughs> go. Okay. I have a small, like, Canon camera that really doesn't shoot that well at all, but I was like, you know, I'll do what I can, and I kind of put it out there to the public that, oh, I'm looking to do videos, you know, cover, you know, recreational things. 
and a, a men's league reached out and like, we would love you to film Sweet. our games. And it was great. So was this was this you posting on like Indeed or something like that? Like, what do you mean you put it out in the public? Um, I think I put it on the the Rutgers alumni page. Okay. And like a, a couple of people reached out and they just worked because it was like 45 minutes from my house. It was, you know, obviously later in the day. So it just worked out that I was, you know, I wasn't busy or something. And um it was fun. I those guys were great. They were really good to me, and I, you know, I did interviews the same way that I did at Our Vision. Nice, just, you know, on a little smaller scale because my camera wasn't like the ones that the Big Ten Network gave us. But yeah, it was it was a good experience. It was cool. And did you do that to boost your reel up? Did you do that? Yeah, I definitely did some stand ups and reels and things like that. And it was just more kind of getting my reps in, so that you know I don't get rusty. Once you're on camera, and then you stop being on camera. It's really hard to go back and right. beyond, you know what I mean? So, pick, pick it back up. Yeah, to sure. keep keep going with that, those kind of skills. Well, I revamped their website and I obviously I gave them a visual aspect that they didn't have before. They had a guy who was like writing up summaries of the games, but nobody reads those anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like I gave them a video so they could see what actually happened, which was cool. And then we did a little bit of social media with them. Can we talk a little more about the application process for your first job? What is it that you needed? to do because I just I remember with all all of on-air camera talent like that they were making reels and stuff like that like what was that process like and how did you at the end perfect it I guess I still don't think I did it right (laughs) (laughs) but um so everyone told me to you know obviously make your resume and make it very presentable I gave it to my aunt who like specializes in that stuff she really like vamped it up for me. I put like a graphic on it and you know, I had my title and everything like that. Everyone says to make it one page. Mine was two because I just did a lot in college and I was like, <laughs> You had hey, a lot of stuff to absolutely. put on there. Yeah, I know. So um, Was it like one page front and back? Or yeah, it was just okay, like the cool. front and back. God, two pages. <laughs> uh, that would be too much. But then the other thing when you're replying for on camera, like you said, you have to give them some sort of example a a video reel of what you do or what you have done and they say to not make that longer than a minute and 30 seconds which is literally nothing like literally the sentence i just said that's like that's all you can show or like supposedly seconds right there yeah yeah, supposedly that's all they watch um i had been told over and over that they're only going to watch the first 15 seconds and if they don't like it they're going to turn it off very nerve-wracking very hard to do all my packages in college had been at least two minutes for one package so i'm like how am I supposed to do this? Um, I ended up sending out a reel that was about five minutes long. I had talked to other people who had gone to actual journalism schools, and she was like, oh, my reel was eight minutes, and she is on live TV now. Like, she's very good at what she does. I was like, okay, so maybe it's not so bad to send out something. Still don't know all about that. Right, you know, I've never yeah, talked yeah, yeah. to a person who has gotten those reels and gets to look through them. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will one day or maybe right. I'll be the person looking through them. I don't know. But I think that that's a very nerve wracking process. And the only piece of advice that I can have for people who are going through that is make those first 30 seconds the best of whatever you have. The one that makes probably you look the best on camera and the one that probably sounds the best whether we like it or not the way we look on camera is big in this industry and you know you have to make sure that you look the part I think I probably pushed out 250 resumes and applications like and where did you want to work like what was your dream job 100% you would take it if they offered it to you my dream job yeah you actually want to know my dream job you're gonna (laughs) laugh at me I want to be the beat reporter for the LA Rams that is my dream dream job (laughs) 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 (laughs
I don't know. At the time, I was I was very much just looking for something. And I wanted to, to be in my field. I wanted to do something with my degree. A lot of people, you know, they take the sales jobs or, I don't know, they just Recruiting do something different. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, I went to school for like, like this is what I want to do. Right. Like, I want to do this. So, um, yeah, I just kept pushing them out and pushing them out and pushing them out. And I got three interviews. One of them I didn't go to. I can't remember why. I didn't go to one of them. And then I got two other ones. One was with ABC Radio, and then the other one was Jersey Sports Zone. Wow. I went to the radio one, and I was super excited. It was in the city. It was here Mm -hmm. in the city. And I went to their office, and it was, you know, beautiful and marble, and it was just this amazing experience to even be there. I was like, oh, my God, I have to get this job. (laughs) Like, I have to get this job. So they take me upstairs. They put me in, like, this back room. This guy asked me some questions. I'm always good with face-to-face stuff. It was fine, good. Then he gave me a test that I had to take. And I had heard about this before. I had heard that sometimes networks, um, like big-time networks, give you tests. But I had, like, listened to their content. I listened to their shows. I was like, I'm going to breeze this. I totally know what they're talking about, what they're all about, blah, blah, blah. The test was not what I expected. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is this test? It was. What were the questions? It was like a. Was it multiple choice? No. It was no. all fill in the blank. It was awful. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, you see those in college and you just want to cry. But um, <laughs> So the test was basically just trivia about their network, about like what's the names of their reporter and like questions like that and I was like I don't know the answers I literally hand the guy back I'm like I'm sorry I, I don't know these questions I you know he and he was like oh well what did you not study I was like well I didn't study this I studied your content you know what I mean and I was like and I apologize um you know I didn't mean to waste your time or whatever and I left and my dad was actually there he came with me I was like how'd it go I was like not good they basically gave me a test seeing if I was a fan yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was really, really upset. I was really disappointed with the whole thing. And honestly, where I took the test was where I guess I would actually be working. It was a bunch of cubicles, and you don't see a, se- a single human face. It was very dark. I was very disappointed with the whole experience. I was really upset. And um, I went home that night, and I, like, talked to my dad, and I was like, I don't even want to go to my other interview tomorrow. Like, I'm, this is, you know, this is awful. I'm so sad. And I went to Jersey Sports Town, and it's a startup, so it was only me. I think it was me, my boss. I think the marketing woman Karen was there as well, and then our our, own, our owner Dale Florio was there, obviously. And they were really passionate and like really like we want to give you all this freedom and we just want to bring great coverage. And it was like, oh, that that's what I want. I want to do that. So I had a great time with that interview, and it was the very next day, and it was it was really really total flip side from what the ABC interview was. The autonomy and freedom to explore and cover the stories she thought were worth covering was important to her, and it can set her up for great experience down the road for a job at a big network if she so chooses. She joined the team at Jersey Sports Zone in July of 2017 and has been there ever since. If you want to learn more about what Jersey Sports Zone does, how it got started, and what Courtney does specifically, listen to part one in this series out now. Courtney's covered baseball, swimming, wrestling, softball, football, basketball, and she loves all the action all sports have to offer. But we just had to ask. What's your favorite sport to cover? Oh, God, that's a hard question. I I guess it's football. I love football. I played softball for my whole life, and covering baseball is great. 
but covering football is very exciting. Oh, it's so just, fun. I literally jump up and down on the sidelines and something happens. Like, <laughs> if I get, like, a really great touchdown, if I shoot a really great touchdown, I get so fired up. Like, I'm not rooting for teams. I have to be, you know, <laughs> I have to be, you know, no, no. Neutral, for yeah. sure. But it's very exciting. So want to talk a little bit about women and sports journalism. So the past couple of years have been, you know, pretty historic with, you know, first all-female sports broadcasting team and there's female refs. Yes, female refs, <laughs> all of that. Can you just talk about your views on the industry and the fans' acceptance of women in these roles and do you think that both parties have a long way to go or do you think the tides are turning and just anything you have to add to that? I think it's pretty obvious that females are getting much more involved in sports. Just from watching it on TV, you see female reporters all over the place. There is a lot of pressure, though, being a female reporter. You make a mistake, they're going to come down on you twice as hard. Really, you need to focus. You can't make mistakes. You have to do your best. Mistakes are going to happen. But as a female, like you need to be accurate or else you are going to really pay the price. And yeah, you just have to really focus on it, especially if it's something that you don't fully know. Has there ever been a time where, I don't know, whether it was getting an interview from a player or coach or like fans, maybe Mm -hmm. that kind of stuck out to your mind that that was like, wow, that was clearly sexist. Honestly, I haven't had too many bad experiences with, with it. I will say being a female reporter, I think that. Most athletes find you more approachable. That's almost like so it's a, interesting. Almost like it's an advantage. Yeah. Um, you know, there's definitely hardships of being a girl in this, but I walk up to people and I'm very happy, you know, big smile. How are you? You know, like, you know, great yeah. game today, things like that. You want to f- seem very friendly. And I think being a female even softens you a little bit more. So people are more willing to open up and say things to you. That is so interesting. That's just my opinion, though. I I don't know. I know that there is there's still that resistance. I think I felt less of the resistance between a coach, player and media simply because I'm a girl. Yeah, I think that's it. That's just from, from what I've been doing, though. We're not too far away from this, but what would you tell your 18-year-old self today? Don't be a doctor. <laughs> You're not going to be a doctor? Um, I would tell myself to figure out what I'm passionate about before making life plans because when you get – it sounds – it's so cliche because everyone said it was like, oh, if you – you know, do what you love. You never work a day in your life. It's so true because you are literally doing this forever. And you need to figure out what you're passionate about before you can say like, oh, I'm going to be this. You're 18. You have no idea what you're doing with your life. Figure yourself out first. Learn about who you are. That wraps up part two in the Sideline Stand-Up Series. Huge thanks to Courtney DuPont for sharing her wisdom throughout this experience, A Day in the Life series. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one in this series to experience a day in the life of a multimedia sports journalist. So they say you can't get a job without experience, but need experience to get the job. But luckily, we have quite the experience. You can join our team and experience a day in the life of the jobs you want by applying to be a student editor. Regardless of your major or amount of experience, this is the perfect stepping stone into any internship or career. Find more info and sign up at xadiddle.com slash students. That's xadittl.com slash students.
Thanks for listening. Head over to exadiddle.com. That's X-A-D-I-T-L.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at xadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Bowe and Matt with one T Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.